The views expressed in our Chop Talk podcast are those of the individual participants only and do not necessarily express the views of the Lambda Chi Alpha fraternity or its chapters or members. Our Chop Talk podcasts are intended to be as open and honest with our members as possible, but we acknowledge that certain topics may be sensitive, graphic, or emotionally challenging. Please use your own discretion to avoid any material that you may find potentially painful or difficult. Hey, Taylor. Hey, Mike. How are you? I'm doing swell. How about you? I'm pretty good. I don't know if you saw who our guests are today. Why don't you tell everyone? Yeah. Um, so we have uh, Ashley Sherman here and Haley Rogers from Zeta Tall Alpha Fraternity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we should know that that is a women's organization. It is. Yes. So we're going to be talking with them today about, you know, some of the similarities that we face, um, you know, being communications teams in the Greek world. Definitely. And I, I think we're also going to cover um, stereotypes of, yes. of, of both sides of Greek life as yeah. well as a, um, a little bit of everything else. Yeah. So you ready? Let's do it. Welcome back to the Chop Talk Podcast. I'm Mike Covert, joined as always by Taylor Weitzer and the assistant to the executive producer, Jaron Wilt. Hello. (laughs) Well, today we have um, some very fun guests with us. Uh, We have our friends from ZTA here. How are you guys doing? Good. Happy to be here. Would you both care to introduce yourselves? Of course. Sure. So I'm Ashley Sherman. I am the Senior Director of Communication for Zeta Tau Alpha. Um, I am an Alpha Phi, actually not a Zeta. Secrets out. Um, (laughs) I went to Butler University, which is here in Indianapolis. We don't have a Zeta Tau Alpha chapter. We did like in the 50s, but we don't now. So oh, okay. proud, proud panhellenic representation. <laughs> yes, definitely, definitely. Um, my name is Haley Rogers. I'm the director of digital media at Zeta. I am a Zeta. Um, I went to school at Stanford University and joined there. So um, moved awesome. up here to Indy and it's been about five years. Wow, okay. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank well, you guys for coming out. Yeah, we really of do course. appreciate it. Yeah, so when we were talking about this podcast, we thought it would be awesome to have you know friends from the Greek community um, come in and kind of talk about the differences that you guys face with a women's organization versus us with a men's organization. So I think that first we can talk about um, kind of the media views um, between women's organizations and men's organizations. So why don't we start with uh, stereotypes that we see um, and deal with on our side? Sure, and I, I think we first can say is that we, when you see news headlines, most of the time it says fraternity, a lot of the time it says Greek, yes. Greek life in general. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're kind of all um, under that umbrella of Greek life. Right. Um, but yeah, fraternity seems to appear quite often, I think, in news headlines and um, just kind of word of mouth as far as um, when things go wrong on campus, who do we blame? Right. right? And, and usually fraternities are, are, are part of that that problem. I would say um, so. But I, I think we're, we sometimes miss that underlying problem. But what? Some things that we see is, is sexual assault or mm-hmm. misconduct. Um, Hazing. Tr- Hazing, drug yep. abuse, alcohol transportation to the hospital, yep. um, and everything in between. At this point, like <laughs> yeah. there, there's just a gambit of things that we start seeing right. um, in the media. So I think that the theme of that is typically negative from all of those things. I've never heard of one of those situations turning out great. No, <laughs> no. So yeah, so I think that that's a good point in saying that usually media views on Greek life are not always positive. Um, and so how do we deal with that? You know, And so I guess I'll turn it over to um, Haley and Ashley. And, and what do you guys come across when it, dealing with the media? I mean, everything you've said really resonates yeah. with us. It's a lot of the same, to be honest. Um, if there's an incident, the headline will always say sorority or Greek. Mm, and mm-hmm. something we've talked about with other Panhellenic organizations too is that um, our response or anytime, if it's Zeta that's in the media or another organization, 
most people who are not affiliated with any organization, and even some who are, because not everybody experiences every organization. You know, I know my my school only had six right. other organizations on mm-hmm. it. They just see Greek. They just yes. see Greek letters. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily that it's going to, you know, be damaging to Zeta Tau Alpha. It's damaging to everyone's organizations yeah. that mm-hmm. are Greek Definitely. in general. So you know, a, a bad hit for one of us is a bad hit for all of us. Definitely. And I think yeah. that goes across men's and women's lines too. Um, again, they're just seeing Greek. They're seeing fraternity, and people are combining fraternity sorority in their heads mm-hmm. like, oh, right. that's Greek life. It's yeah. bad. <laughs> you know, exactly. Is, is is the impression that people are receiving? Yeah, and you see headlines too where it says like. Uh, a university temporarily suspends Greek community, right? And, and so they're not even just targeting one organization. It is across the board, yeah. bad headline for all of us. Um, and, and I think sometimes rightfully so. I, I, I think our members <laughs> get us to a point where we deserve those things. Right, right. It, it sucks, but like being honest here, like we messed up. Yeah, definitely. It's it, hard to know. I was gonna say, it's hard to know <laughs> if, um, if there are just as many negative incidents that happen with sports teams sure. or the uh-huh. average college college student because they're not getting that attention sure. because they don't exactly. have that umbrella mm-hmm. label that yeah. we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it made me think, what you said earlier, Mike, made me think of like, sometimes our chapters will say, you're always wearing your invisible crown because the crown is one of our symbols. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. And so it's like, you're always wearing your letters. Well, yeah. you're always wearing everyone's letters yes. when you hit a news line like that. Right. So it's like, um, you know, getting your members to understand you're not only representing yourself, your chapter, your organization, but all organizations. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the flaw of one person can really have a detrimental impact yeah. across the whole community. Yeah. Definitely. And to go off of that too, and when I was a traveling consultant, one thing I would always tell guys is I was like, you guys are not just resent, are representing this chapter, mm-hmm. these members, this campus, but you're representing not only the almost 300,000 alumni that were ever initiated into Lambda Chi Alpha, but you're t- talking about every Greek organization, everyone who was mm-hmm. ever initiated since what, early 17, 1800s? Like, we're, we're talking about <laughs> such a large scale group of people and it all it takes is one person to mess up and, and, and to, to cause an issue yeah. to get these headlines. Well, and that one person's already messed up. Yep, that that exactly. happens. Right. 100, 150, 200 yeah, years ago. Yeah, yeah definitely. You know, like the first, you know, the, the negativity around Greek organizations has been around for a long time. And I think now, I don't know, I think there's a bit more proactivity in terms of villainizing in mm-hmm. the media and things mm-hmm. now. But it's also, you know, just the nature of digital media and social media yeah. now. We're just more aware of it, too. Right. I don't necessarily think, if anything, I would argue that the scale of events and things that are happening in some aspects, not up in some and down in others, you mm-hmm. know, um, but we're just more aware of it. Just like with any news, you know, the world right. feels like a terrible, awful mm-hmm. place. It's just <laughs> as terrible and awful as it's always been. We're yes. just more aware of it. Exactly. Um, so I think there is, now that there's all these outlets and vehicles to talk about it for the media, there's some villainization that is just much more apparent. Um, just because there are more channels for it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And the fact that anyone can go viral. Every single yes. person's a reporter right. now. You know? Right, yeah, and you absolutely. Have, you have these people and that's are, scary, I think. A little bit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's good, too. I mean, there's there's good aspects to it, yes. right? Like, news happens immediately. Right. We can learn about something across the sure. country within seconds of it happening. Yeah. Which is, um, you know, double-edged sword, of course. Exactly. Definitely. Exactly. Well, and I think that, Ashley, you brought up a good point in saying that, you know, I think that there's such a stigma with Greek life on campuses that if a regular student or you know someone from a sports team does one of these things, they're not in the media. You know, like mm-hmm. the media globs onto Greek life. So I guess, like in your opinion, where did that stigma come from, and and how do we kind of combat that? I don't know where it came from. I think anytime 
anything has an air of exclusivity around it, sure. you're inviting that. And so because it's a mem- membership organization at its core and right. because it's exclusively ma- male or female, um, and there's, you know, there's letters attached to it. There's a thing, you know, I, mm-hmm. although to say that, I, you know, I, I'm not a Freemason. I don't know. I'm not in other <laughs> secret societies sure, to right. know, but I think that, you know, there are, because it's mysterious, it lends itself for people to fill in the blanks and decide. And uh, for whatever reason, a long time ago, it was just decided more toward the negative, yeah. I guess, you know, like, sure. I, but I don't know that that's everybody's opinion either. Like, I don't think that's, that's the case. I don't, I wonder too, if we're just, we're very biased because we're seeing mm-hmm. it because we're True. paying attention to it as the nature of our jobs. Right, right. That's I think true. too, um, I mean, for me, we promise that we're holding our members to a certain standard. Mm-hmm. Sure. We tout our values, we tout our service. Yes. Um, and I think we often do that, well, it's not necessarily, you know, to combat the negative stereotypes, but it doesn't hurt, you know, to be like, look at our service event. Right. Um, but I think the fact that we say we're holding our members to the standard, and then when our members fall short of that standard, mm-hmm. the media is like, "Well, we got you now." Yeah, <laughs> it's you like, well, you oh, said yeah. you that thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, and exactly. To, to build on that, um, something that I learned when I started in this role, I come from a media relations background, so my job used to be get as much media coverage as possible yeah. for okay. clients, and now it's like avoid the media yeah, like, at all costs. Well, yeah. And I, I think the headline <laughs> "Greek member saves cat from tree" doesn't sell no. it, as well as. Uh, Greek member. Huge party shuts down yeah, campus, right? right? Like, I, I think you're not going to get readers and viewership with with nice headlines. Right. It's just, unfortunately, that's the way media is right now. Yeah. When you turn on the news, you don't hear all of these fluff stories. You hear there was a murder on uh, Washington and yeah. Fifth Street. There was like this, right. this, and this, and, and there's a scandal in the Trump administration. Like, you hear all of these different things, and it and sells. It's all negative, yeah. but people watch it for that reason. Well, right. exactly. And so, what I was going to say is that we, don't kind of combat like we do we talk about our values and that's all on our social media and we do things but we're not writing press releases about our great sexual assault you know bystander intervention program or you know um, our alcohol skills training program and all of these things that we do because the theory and I believe this would be the case is that if you try to proactively put out the positive because it doesn't sell the the media is going to, as the nature of their jobs and trying to do what sells and get clicks and views and things, is to find the negative aspect of that. So if we say, look at all these great things we're doing to prevent alcohol abuse on campus, somebody somewhere is going to find a stat, even from just one campus, and there's tons of opportunity, right? There's Mm -hmm. 180,000 people to choose from and 173 campuses to say, like, what about this one person this one time where this XYZ thing happened? Yeah. So you're kind of opening yourselves up and being vulnerable to the negative stories even when you're trying to tout the positive. So Haley does a great job with our social media, I think, of of saying like, you know, service events are kind of safe because I don't I think they're sort of sacred. Nobody's gonna be like, oh well, how dare you <laughs> yeah. support breast cancer awareness. <laughs> right. You know. Exactly. So it's sort of a, a safe point, but talking about our values, showing it, displaying it, mm-hmm. showing the photos of our, our yeah. members doing good things and doing that. But really, um, we rely on our members to do, to tell that story right. and to yeah. show the good things that they're doing and to demonstrate what positive sisterhood and what leadership and what change looks like. Um, because as a national organization, it's hard for us to do that without potentially creating the counter effect. Yeah, so, definitely. you know, that self-awareness of like you're representing yourself and your chapter, but the whole organization is really important because they need to be the ones telling those stories and showing that definitely. because, you know, I can say my child is the best child in the world, yeah. but if they know, don't back that up, if, yeah, yeah, like they exactly. need to do that. It's, it's the same with this, you know, the national <laughs> right. organization can say that, oh, we're great until we're blue in the face. But if, 
it's not being demonstrated and touted by the members themselves. Yeah. Yep. That's, That's so where true. The problem lies. Well, That's so and, true. And, and you kind of addressed a point I was thinking, and I'm going to play devil's advocate here for a second. Okay. But um, as members of Greek organizations, not just us at the the headquarter level, but even at our chapters, I hear people complain all the time. Well, the media is too hard on us, and they always look at us with a magnifying glass. If we know they're going to do that, why don't we evolve as an organization to? address those things, prepare for those things, and don't do stupid things. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> let, a great point. why do we just complain that they're going to look at us with a magnifying glass and give them a reason to give us good press coverage with a magnifying glass, right? Like, well, I, I, I think, think that's my frustration. I think it goes back to, and we've talked about this before, that, you know, it's that me- the, it's that mentality of, oh, it's never going to happen to my chapter. Mm. You know what I mean? Because, or it's never going to happen to my organization. Um, and I think that that mentality is just so toxic to what we're trying to do. Right. Um, instead of having the thought of, oh, I'm part of this organization. I should just, you know, be part of that organization and and advertise those values. So I feel like that's part of the problem. Well, and I think one of the appealing things about Greek life in general is it kind of gives you that um, that test environment of life, right? Like sure. you, you kind of have this small culture where you can explore things and, and discover who you are as an individual and make your mistakes, yeah. and, and but learn from those mistakes, right? Um, but murder is not a mistake. You can kind of just walk past. Unfortunately, no. there are more real world, world uh, repercussions to that. Um, than like, oh man, I forgot to submit this budget or I didn't, Mm -hmm. I overspent on this area. Like there's a lot, uh, there's a huge difference between one and the other that I think is getting blurred very easily. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think the other important thing too, which we talk about in some of our um, harm reduction campaigns is that it's not about the media coverage. Like if you do something bad, your first thought shouldn't be, oh my God, the media. Yeah. It should be, we should be correcting the behavior, not the, that's a great, you know, the after effects of what has happened. Definitely. Um, So that's something that's like always at the front of my mind when I'm writing harm messaging on our social Mm -hmm. media, because it's not about whether it gets coverage or not. It's about your actions as a person and how that affects you. Yeah. And what you do about it too. Yeah. And I I think this is a good transition to crisis uh, communication. I think so too. Um, So yeah, we would love to hear your thoughts on how you kind of navigate that um, and what that looks like for ZTA. It's a great question. We're actually (laughs) revisiting our current crisis plan because admittedly right now we've had various drafts and things, but there are some sure. processes and procedures that have always stayed the same and we stick to those. And so just looking at, you know, since I've been here the last three years and things, you know, looking at specific incidents, what what are we dealing with now? What are right. the actual types of things that come up and are does our current plan address those yeah. things? And so a lot of it is like for the media. We have plans that are handled internally, but we have a, vi- a very large volunteer structure. So mm-hmm. a lot of that are processes that don't get to the comm department. You know, that's our education and programming. It's our harm reduction and university relations people. Those are our campus volunteers, our yeah. chapter volunteers that right. are working with chapters to correct behavior and provide educational programming and things like that. So our team really comes into play when there is in the media when it is public Um, and it's the typical of what you'd expect one thing I think that is different or that has surprised some media people in the past is that our chapters are really good about not speaking to the press they know to divert everyone to us Um, we've actually gotten some pushback from some media people in the past I've gotten Hmm. some strongly worded emails oh my gosh um, (laughs) from media who are like how dare you silence your your people and what we explained, and I, I believe they, they believe, you know, they understood mm-hmm. um, once we explained this, and is true. Like we wholeheartedly believe this. It's not to silence our members. It's because we don't know who that member. We don't know if they're a new mm-hmm. member. 
if they're even initiated yet, if they've been a member for a year, you know, what their experience has been like. It's not because we don't trust them or want them to be honest and share their experience. They just don't come from a place of education to think about that that larger awareness that we were talking right. about. They right. might say, oh yeah, well we have X number of chapters or we do this or the other, and they might have their facts wrong. <laughs> exactly. They True. very likely have their facts wrong. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like they almost definitely have their facts <laughs> wrong. So it's not that we want to silence them, it's just we want to make sure that the the correct story and the true story um, is what's portrayed out there. It's, it's not that we want to silence our members. We also don't want to put individual women between like ages 18 and 23 in a place that is potentially harmful for them, attaching a name and a person to a story, not knowing how that story is going to develop or where it's going to go or how long it can haunt them. That's just not a good yeah. You know, scenario to put to put one of our members in is to to attach their name yeah. in, a, right. in a quote that was said in the heat of the moment or without taken out of any context. Back, taken mm-hmm. out of exactly. context that can follow them around for the rest yeah. of their lives. So yeah. it's to protect them and it's to get the media the correct information. Right. It's not to silence. It's not to you know take away Fifth Amendment rights, which is an actual phrase that I was accused of. But oh it's it's really just to make sure that like we're telling the the real story yeah. and that we're protecting our members. Well, and yeah, I think that that's great because we we see that too. You know, when when something does happen, we tell our members please direct all um, questions to us. And the biggest question we get from them is like, well, don't we have to say something right now? And and they're gonna think that we're not talking and blah, 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 blah. It's like, no, we wanna protect you, you know, Mm -hmm. and we are the experts, so we will, you know, address this. And that panic right there is the exact reason. Exactly, exactly. It's like, I don't, I don't, we don't need this. Hang on. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) it'll be okay. It takes a lot of time to get the real story. Right, yes. We're communicating Mm -hmm. over distances and and sometimes through multiple people and outlets in the university. Right. There's a lot of things that are moving from the time that an incident or the media gets a hold of an incident to the time that we actually release something. And that's what we're doing is we're trying to get our facts straight and we want to make sure we're giving the most clear, honest answer and and explanation on what happened and what we're doing to resolve said incident Mm -hmm. before we just start blabbing our mouth because that is when issues, more issues arise, more legal issues arise, like you guys are talking about. Like there's a lot of repercussions for making false accusations. And so that, that is what we're trying to prevent. And so to our members out there who don't think they need to contact the communications department, if something happens, you do, do. Um, (laughs) there's an emergency hotline you can call in. You can email communications at lambdakai.org. So please don't talk to the media because we want to make sure we get all the facts out there, not the wrong facts. Well, right. Because once it's out there, it's out there. Right. And you can't take it back. Way harder to fix it. Yes, yes, way harder to yes. fix. You have to deal with it being out there. And I, I would imagine, um, you know, talking about those differences between fraternities and sororities, yeah. that, you know, a lot of your incidents are a little bit more, I don't want to say more serious, maybe more police involvement, mm-hmm. more investigatory yeah. um, so. than some of the ones that, that we deal with too. But, you know, speaking while the police are still investigating mm-hmm. is a big no no. You're yeah. going to make like, legal officials <laughs> yes. mad. Right. And you're going to make the thing. police department mad. Right. right. Like, you, you don't want to do that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's just lots of things. But again, it's kind of that awareness. And it's hard to communicate that to members. It you is. want them to enjoy their collegiate experience. You don't want them to have this, like, cloud hanging over their head mm-hmm. as they're like enjoying. constant fear. Yeah, yeah. Like, don't say anything. Don't do anything. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get in trouble. You know, just right. a general awareness of, like, oh, if something bad happens, here's where you go. Right. Like, this is what I, I should do. I have support. Right. Yeah. My national organization. You know, we're not here. We're not dropping the hammer on you. We're here to like help, you know, put you in the life raft. Yeah. Because (laughs) ultimately you guys are the marketing team for the whole organization. 
And so you, you are doing what's best for the brand and what's best for the individual. Like we don't just like say, oh, you had this incident, we're not gonna talk to you anymore. No, we're, we're trying to salvage the situation as best as possible and, and really put out the correct information for everybody, not just this one chapter, one person. Right, well, because those people are our brand, you know, exactly. they're our brand yeah. ambassadors. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. the people that are going to put out those positive stories that we talked about, or those negative stories. You exactly. know, everybody, every organization has somebody who had a bad experience. They're mm-hmm. disgruntled. Yeah. They're vocal. It happens. Yes. You know, but our our goal is to help people have the most positive experience they can, even if they have had to deal with a negative situation. Right. Um, and and come out of that on the other side. And we want to be there as support to get them get them to that point. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. And the quick thing I would say, too, is if you were shopping on Amazon and you saw a product that had no negative reviews and all positive reviews, wouldn't somebody be concerned? Like, no one hated this product? Like, it must be just either that good or, yes. or they're, or they're all fake. Right, <laughs> right. exactly. All the reviews are fake. Yeah, so I, I think... I think you have to have the negative with the positive. If you don't, like, I think there's a problem. That's just part of life. Yeah, like, you can't make everyone happy. <laughs> yes, exactly. But, so we've been talking about, you know, crisis communication um, and kind of the bad stuff, but I want to bring up um, something that you guys do that is pretty cool, and I, I'd love to hear more about it, um, and that's My Sister, My Responsibility. Yeah. Yeah, so that's one of our kind of educational programs. Yeah. Um, it's the it's an umbrella for a lot of programs that go underneath it. And we're in okay. the middle of kind of evaluating the programs and updating some of them. Sure. So um, some of the stuff we say might change. You know, <laughs> but um, it's kind of like our bystander prevention, yeah. our um, alcohol education. Um, Anti-hazing. Mental, is mental health under the Yeah, behind happy faces, mm-hmm. um, which other organizations have as well, um, mm-hmm. okay. will fall under that umbrella then moving forward. But yeah. Yeah, it's just the education. Really it's cool. the like you said, like the blanket for the various okay. categories. Um, working on adding some others, diversity, inclusion, that, those kinds of things. But it, mm-hmm. it kind of hits all the key points in terms of Definitely. you know mental health and sexual assault prevention, um, bystander awareness, mm-hmm. um, hazing responsibility, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I mean it's. Yeah. I don't know if it's because I work at headquarters or at international office or what, but um, it kind of has become a phrase, I think, too. Like, mm-hmm. if you're worried about one of your sisters, you can be like, my sister, my responsibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you good? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Or, like, you're, I, like, I'm responsible for you. Right. You know? I mean, you're responsible for yourself, ultimately, right? Sure. But um, it's kind of a nice little phrase to know that, like, we have each other's backs. Yeah. And, um, you know, it reminds you to look out for your fellow sisters. And, you know, I mean, that I, I would argue that expands beyond just our organization. You know, like we said, you're always wearing your Greek letters. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it's a nice little program that I think it does make a difference in the lives of our members and, Absolutely. and helps, uh, helps take care of some of those issues. Like we said, take care of the behavior so that then it doesn't sure. become a larger issue. We yeah. do actually have those posted publicly on our website at datatalpha.org. Um, it's a little bit of a navigational puzzle to get there. Yeah. Um, but under programs, under about, there's okay. a little thing about my sister, my responsibility. You can actually download the workshops and presentations oh, that's and really stuff. Cool. Oh, that is cool. stuff. Again, don't touch the brand. We're updating that. <laughs> yeah, the logo uh, needs some help. It's a little outdated. <laughs> um, airy, our dirty that. laundry, but, yeah. um, you know, we're updating it and, you know, also looking at the, our um, education department is actually looking at the, the programming itself to make sure that it's still current as well. Yeah. While we also do like the visual refresh, sure. which is arguably less important. But, right. Well, I think that an interesting point that you brought up with that is hazing prevention. And I I feel, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like most people don't have the concept that hazing goes on in sororities, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, what what are your guys' thoughts on that? I've never experienced it, luckily. Yeah, same. That's good. I know that it's it's a thing that happens in general in sororities. Um, It's not a situation I personally have had to deal with in a professional capacity as well. Wow, that's Um, awesome. But... 
I, I know that it does happen. I when I think of hazing, I think about all the like rumors and things I heard when I was a collegian mm, sure. about other groups or on other our schools campus. Even. Yeah, or other schools yeah. even. The whole circle the fat was the one I remember that like, yep, oh, I've they're gonna blindfold you and you have to take off all your clothes and go down by the river and they're gonna take a Sharpie and circle every piece of fat on your body. Oh my gosh. Everywhere that you need to lose weight. Everywhere yeah. you I need to heard lose that, you know, as a rumor. Yeah. Of course. Same. Never, we were, we I've never met anyone. thousands of miles apart. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's oh my gosh. the way of an urban myth, right? Like we've right. heard the exact same story probably about different organizations at different schools yep. and absolutely not true. Yeah. yeah, absolutely not true. And again, but it's not true because we know that that's, we're in this system. So we, we've ex- not experienced it, Sure, you know, Definitely. but as I, urban myth is a great word for it, like that's what it is. So all of these people outside of Greek life who haven't experienced it or yeah. had different experiences, or maybe they were hazed in a different capacity sure. as part of their organization, unfortunately, they are likely to believe that. And that's what then is kind of just roiling up this sort of negativity all the time and makes it right. you know, easy to believe because you've heard these things. So it must be true <laughs> who started right. this if it didn't, yeah. wasn't based in fact. Right. Well, a lot of things exactly. <laughs> are told that weren't based in fact. And yeah, and, and, and so I think you guys bring up a good point about stereotypes of organizations. Um, fraternities have a lot of stereotypes, um, mm-hmm. and I know sororities do too. It just seems like we publicize ours more, and I think people make a lot more movies about fraternities yes. stereotypes for some reason. Yeah. Um, but Well, I think that with ours, it's more like the partying, you know, mm-hmm. and, that's, oh, yeah. and that's easy to, you know, like... I guess, glam- not glamorize, but you know what I mean? Like put into the media and put into like movies and, and TV shows like that. Um, but yeah, I, I guess what are some of the stereotypes that go in to a women's organization? I mean, I think number one is that no one is smart. Yeah. Yes. Um, you know, like you're all a bunch of, a bunch of ditzy sorority <laughs> girls don't know anything. Yeah. Right. Which is pillow fights. You know, we're all college. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> At the end of the day, we're all college-educated women. We all got into right. college. Yeah. You can't be in a sorority if you're not in college. Had high so, enough of a exactly. GPA to get into the sorority itself. I mean, there's GPA requirements to go through recruitment. Right. And so, you know, not just, I mean, that's book level smart, like book smart. But sure. also, like, I don't know. I just said like, so what does that say about me? You know? <laughs> no, you're no, I'm fine. just kidding. Um, but <laughs> That's American culture. That has nothing yes. to do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I just can't believe I got into my favorite. Yeah. You know, but... <laughs> The, that sort of stereotype is something that we're combating, yeah. I think, pretty regularly. Definitely. Right. I was thinking a lot about this um, recently because I happened to watch The Bachelor. And it's fine. Mm-hmm. Don't judge me. I recognize it. It's terrible. We, we do, you. too. Okay. Yeah, it's fine. Um, <laughs> they say we. I just want to make clear I do not. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with yeah. you on that one. Yep. So the you guys are missing out on a lot. Hannah B., not a fan, but anyway, Ooh. she is Greek. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And apparently um, her organization, I will keep it nameless, um, they asked if they could come, like, the ABC asked if they could film at her house from her campus, and they're like, "No." I was like, "We would also say no." Yes. I, I yeah. think most organizations would say no, Pass. but at the same time, like, <laughs> right. I guess it's because you open yourself up to risk. Like, we can't control Hannah B. We don't know what she's going to go say. You mm-hmm. know? I yeah, exactly. But at the same time, too, like, she's also a beauty queen, and I feel like the two of those, and it does tend to overlap sometimes. Like, I feel like a lot of the stereotypes are similar. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Again, just thinking back because there were two currently title holders on this <laughs> past season. Um, so, you know, if you're miss anything and you're a sorority person, it's like that double whammy. But like also, right. it's about scholarship. They're well-spoken. They're leaders in their community. They're very service-driven. or service driven. Sure. Just like, it makes sense to me that sorority women would also be in pageants and things because the positive sides of it are many yeah, and they definitely. are 
miss people are misinformed about them. But I always like when I think of one group of stereotypes, I tend to also then start thinking of the other. Mm-hmm. And in addition to being, you know, vapid, it's just vain. <laughs> like that we mm-hmm. only care about how we look, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. and that we're really smart. Which. Thanks, I guess, for thinking I'm prettier than I am. Um, But that's, you know, that's not been my experience. It's not at all what I think most women's experience hasn't been. So it's interesting that, like, how does that stereotype, I guess, through movies and media and Mm -hmm. things, like, how does that continue to perpetuate when? That's not the vast majority of people's experiences. Oh, for but sure. I also think that ties into, I don't know if you guys have this problem, but I was an alpha fee. I was yes, a Zeta. all the time. Yes. As opposed to I am. Yes. Like, it's something like you're fine with the stereotype when you're on campus and you're in that bubble and you're enjoying your collegiate experience. But then as an alum, saying something to like your colleague at mm-hmm. your first job and you don't know what their experience was, whether they were an organization, whether they feel positively or negatively about it, right. your immediate instinct is to deny and say yeah. like, oh, I was, but yeah. you know, it was just thing I grew for college. up now. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. you wanted to say, like, I was though, young. It was yeah. fine. Yeah. Even though like you're in that position, you have that job because of your GPA and these skills and these right. things that right. you did and to be proud of it. But I, I think that just says a lot about how aware individuals in the fraternity sorority organizations are of mm-hmm. those even unspoken, just assumed stereotypes publicly that, yeah. that that's our tendency is to kind of mm-hmm. be like, oh, deny. no, it yeah. wasn't. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't doing that. Um, one of the things, too, is statistically sororities have the highest GPA yeah. on campus. Yeah. Um, and, and from all of my travels and I traveled um, about half the country as far as uh, chapters and universities are concerned in every university I went to. The shorties always topped the fraternities in academics. It, it was it was a blowout. Well, I mean, women are just smarter than men in general. So. I, I don't disagree. I don't disagree with that statement. Three honestly. to two. I really don't. Um, so I, I think that's important. And we are actually talking to um, Aaron Fisher. Um, oh yeah. What was that? Uh, it was yesterday. Yeah. Day before. A few days ago. And yeah. um, one of the things that we talked about, as far as being a good leader, is self care. Yeah. And, and so going back to the. Well, well, they're vain or they, I think we care about the way that we look, the way that we present ourselves because we're putting ourselves out there in the media, Definitely. in the community, on campus. Like you have to present yourself well to be taken seriously it's and true. that's men and women in general. Well, mm-hmm. and that also, you know, falls back on your organization too and like how you present yourself says mm-hmm. a lot about your organization mm-hmm. too. So yeah. right. I don't know. It's funny, it made me think of um, International Badge Day wasn't too long ago. Yeah. And so, you know, we, we ask that our members wear badge attire when they wear their badge. And so like yeah. when you're wearing the highest symbol that you can, you know, it's not just like a letter t-shirt. Sure. When you're wearing that little piece of metal, then like, you know, you need to look the part too. So it's right. not about the looking like how cute you can look. It's more about <laughs> respect for sure. the letters. Yeah, that's a great point. And respect for the other women in your organization and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah, because it shows that if you hire, hold your organization to such a high level, you should also hold your personal appearance and yourself in general to that sure. that standard. And, and so I think that's an outward way of displaying Absolutely. your caring for yeah. the organization, for mm-hmm. sure. So how do you, as you know, communications for Zeta, kind of combat those stereotypes with your messaging and your programming? I think, Haley, you have our four, might not know them off the top of our head, is posted so she can see them every day. Yeah. But there's like categories of what we post. Like everything that we put out there has to tick a box, at least one bucket. Oh, about, okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we have four buckets for social media. It's sure. um, increase organizational pride, um, share best practices. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I threw her under the bus there and yeah, I can't think of it either. I love it. Um, <clears throat> increase organizational pride, share best practices, 
uh, foster a spirit of sisterhood. Yeah. And um, oh. I can't ever remember the last I, one. That's the one I always get to do. Anyway, we have it written down. Cut. <laughs> that was off the record. But, <laughs> but our, our goal with that is to make sure that we're not just throwing stuff against the wall and seeing what sticks. Like sure. there's a, a method and a purpose behind, um, you know, the content that we're sharing and that yeah. we're doing. And I think that ultimately is to, we might not think of it in those terms, but to combat that, to, to think through that. Like as long as we're sticking to these things and we're accomplishing one of these four goals, with our messaging as right. up there. And it's specifically for social media, but we think through that with, with anything that would go you know, on our website or in print materials. Oh, she's got it now. I found oh, it. Okay. <laughs> okay, so our four buckets are uh, build community among members and friends, share best practices and spark creativity, uh-huh. encourage, prof- oh, encourage personal development, and increase organizational pride. Gotcha. And so you could argue that any piece of content that we put out there on social media falls into into one of those. And a lot of times it's increased organizational pride, right? Because when, um, you know, a woman does win Miss USA or something like that, you know, that's pride Mm -hmm. in our sister accomplishing something. Yeah, definitely. Um, When we do like tag a sister, you love spending time with on Instagram mm-hmm. and it gets 500 comments. Well, that's building community among members and friends. Definitely. Right. Um, and so st- stuff that might seem silly to the naked eye, like tag a friend, anybody could do that. Well, yeah, anybody can, but like for us, there's a reason behind it. Sure. Definitely. I like that. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Because I think that sometimes, and I'll, I'll admit this, we, you know, start posting stuff without, you know, a theme or an idea in mind. It's just like, oh, we need to get stuff out. You know, we need mm-hmm. to get content out. Yeah. Um, That's very real as well. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. But having that idea of, you know, what do I want to accomplish with this picture or, you know, this yeah. article? Um, I think that that's that's really important. Yeah, and I, I think when you you think it through, you can stimulate more engagement. I think that's Definitely. important mm-hmm. in general. Like whether you're trying to build community, like you just want the most number of people in your organization to see the post, right? And so how right. do you get to how do you get mm-hmm. there? Mm-hmm. And so it's just w- making sure it's well thought out um, and, and that it's relatable to anyone your your constituency right. essentially. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's not you, to say we don't. Oh, sorry. It's like we don't like <laughs> run every post through our mental like sure. machine of like okay, what is every possible negative way that this could be interpreted? <laughs> yeah. Right. I remember once we did like a dad jokes thing for Father's Day, and I had a joke removed because I was like, I mean, it's a stretch, but I can just see one person yep. taking this one thing that out of context so and it true. biting us. Yes. And so it does limit sometimes your ability to be yeah. fun and engaging or whatever because you right. have to. Think like worst case scenario a lot, right? Um, which I'm sure you all deal with. Yes, every organization does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. I'm sorry. Well, well, what I what I would love to know is like how does like an organization like a Wendy's or an Arby think Arby's think through their uh, social media? Like, do you think yeah. they have buckets? Like, do they limit what they post? Like, because some of those things are pretty. Uh, um, or are they just throwing some shade for sure? They can get right. pretty saucy, if you will. Yeah. Uh, hey, there uh, she goes. <laughs> <laughs> or are they just so big that they just don't care? Yeah, like even the Bud commercials it. during the Super Bowl, like saying that their competitors put corn, like was it corn, corn syrup, syrup in yeah. their beer? Like exactly. billboards up. It's like, become a huge thing now. Yeah. There's billboards everywhere. Right. All yeah. the yeah. other on, beers on, are on the highway yeah. here in Indy on 465. Yeah. I saw a few. There are three Bud Light in a row. They're like 100 less corn syrup. Oh my god, Miller than Natty than we get a hold of yourselves. <laughs> but I think too, I think that is part of it. This is like they're too big to care. Right. Because um, at this point, like they know they're going to have haters, so yeah. embrace it. Um, there was a talk at the Fraternity Communications Association meeting, I think it was just last year. Um, pardon the cussing, but they're 
company's name is Big Ass Fans. Because, yeah, I love Big Ass Fans. Because <laughs> right, yeah. they make Big Ass Fans. At like, my gym they have one. Yeah, they have like yeah. Yeah. She was great because she talked about kind of how to embrace that. Like at some point in time, right. they were called something else and it was like a person's name that owned the company or yeah. whatever, but everyone referred to them as, oh, those Big Ass Fans I see at the gym. <laughs> yeah. So they changed their name to so embrace they just em- that. Embrace it, yeah. It makes but sense. Now it really as does. part of their social media, they actually like post pictures of their hate mail. Yeah, they get Fan Mail Friday. Yeah. Oh. they're like, people are like, wow. take me off of your list. This does not align with I my values. So Offended. I yeah. can't believe you'd send me this. That's with actually so hilarious. On it. But right, but like, if anything, it's actually increased their sales and revenue and their right. rec- their brand recognition and things, and they don't care. Like, those people probably weren't going to buy the fan anyway, so who cares? Yeah. yeah. Move on. I mean, I guess, can we, as Greek life, ever get to a point, like, realistically, where we could do something like that? I was just about to ask, how how do we get to too big that we, mm. we not that we don't care, but too big that we want to promote our brand um, not trying to offend people, but like to get our messaging across. Yeah, right. as authentically as possible. I, I think guess. that's a great question. Honestly, we should take that to the FCA. Honestly. I would love just to <laughs> yeah. pull, I would love to pull yeah. the audience to see because like right. we are big organizations. I would say we're already as big as we need to be. Right? I just don't think we're ever gonna do that. You know, I yeah. just think it's yeah. not our brand for us. Our brand is sisterhood. Our brand is kind. Our brand is mm-hmm. you know, supporting and accepting of everyone. everyone. We're never yeah. gonna be Fan Mail Friday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know. <laughs> but I'm sure you you do have. Oh, you we know, have stuff. I mean, we have stuff we could post. Yeah, definitely. You know, we try to be as sassy as we can without yeah. actually being Twitter Twitter is <laughs> where know? most of my sass goes yeah. to yes Twitter I would, is a good I place for it. that yeah at CTA fraternity follow Haley for yeah. some <laughs> come on over I'll send you a meme <laughs> <laughs> and I think that that's a good point is like we I don't know we we can be authentic but just in different ways yeah. and, right. and we don't have to right. be you know, like Wendy's where we're being sassy all the time, you know, even though that would be fun. I do yeah. love some sass. Authentic- <laughs> authenticity doesn't have to be raw. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Here's an interesting question with big ass <laughs> fans is what they changed their name because their product, they named it after exactly what their product was and people's yeah. perception of their product. Yeah. If we were to rename our orgs oh. in that fashion, what would the name oh. be? Oh my gosh. And I don't even know what it would be That's for me. That's kind of scary. But know. you know, like, yeah, I mean, ideally, you know, maybe it'd be our mission statement: seek the noblest. But in reality, is it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Mike is thinking. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm afraid to say some of them, to be honest. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I really maybe am. just something to noodle on. You know. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm gonna think about this one. Yeah. It's hard not to like. That's a good even question. I find myself like leaning into the stereotypes. Yeah. Right. And that's yeah. kind of right. where I was going to. And I think. I hate to say, but I think that's sad, right? It like is. that we can't come up with a good like what we what people know us by or, or what our perception is because usually the perception falls into a stereotype. I think right. It's, I was gonna say maybe it's that our membership is so all over the place. Right. Yeah. You know, you yeah. could say smart women who value f- philanthropy. Well, I didn't. I didn't personally join Zeta for the philanthropy. I joined Zeta because I wanted to play intramurals True. with my friends. You know, <laughs> right. so like. As a personal example, like that wouldn't necessarily fit me. Yeah. You know, so maybe that's what it is, is that there's just too much like differentiation between variety. Yeah. Yeah. To be able to pinpoint it like that. I think that's the thing too, is like we're all such large organizations again across, you know, there's so much variety that it's hard to define what's aspirational versus what's actual, like what's Mm -hmm. authentic versus what's aspirational. Like I know what I'd like to say, like Haley said, but again, that's not going to resonate honestly with every single member because every person has a unique journey mm-hmm. and a different story. Yeah, definitely. So I guess you guys bring up a good point, right? Because if Samsung was going to name their company after the one product that they sell, which 
we all know that there's multiple products they sell. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think they could choose one. They couldn't mm-hmm. say the television company, right? Like, because mm-hmm. they also make microwaves, stoves, washers, and dryers. Like, right? Phones, so yeah. I, I think fraternities and sororities fall into that bucket as well. Like, big ass fans, all they make is fans. For right. the most part, right? Like, they may have a few other products. They have like, lights too. Uh, lights <laughs> and fans, right? Like, but their their big main product is 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 fans. Like, I, we can't just call ourselves fraternity, right? Mm-hmm. It, that mm-hmm. wouldn't make much sense, and so we deviate from that and call ourselves a Greek letter. But Definitely. I do think there are the abil- there is the ability for us to to change it to something uh, more aspirational. I just I don't know what that is. We'll have to think about that. Uh-huh. Leading men Ooh. or something. You're just like thinking of ones for us. Well, there's easier. <laughs> <laughs> I have an outsider's perspective, so it's easier to. <laughs> yeah, maybe we could trade. There you yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know. you name us, we'll name you. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. It could be really interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I think that we've covered a lot of good topics in this episode. Um, so, are there any you know final thoughts we want to share, or anything else that we want to we want to talk about? If you had to give your membership one takeaway from this podcast about uh, communication or, or anything from stereotypes to to um, snarkiness, what would that be? <laughs> snarkiness. That's a good question. I think I think I would focus on that big picture awareness again. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. enjoy and respect your own story, your own experience, your own journey, but recognize that you're part of a larger um, organization. Actually, one thing. Um, I thought of earlier that I didn't say is, you know, when I was in school, aging myself here a little bit, like Facebook came out when I was a senior. Mm -hmm. So like the majority of the job, like actually Haley's whole job, not a thing, (laughs) didn't exist. (laughs) Like none of that would have been possible. Um, So a lot of, you know, what I've done professionally, I didn't experience personally, um, Mm -hmm. especially when I was, you know, living in my sorority house and things too. So it's fascinating to me. Sometimes I sit back and I think like all of these things that I'm doing for a national organization that didn't exist for me to use to connect with my national organization when I was a collegian. So you try to put yourself in the collegian's shoes sometimes and it's hard because there wasn't Twitter, there wasn't Facebook, there wasn't Instagram. So this nationals quotes, yes, not what we're called, but so everybody's going to call us anyway, (laughs) was this nebulous thing mm-hmm. in the ether that I had no, even like one of my best friends was chapter president. She came back from like our convention was like, Hey guys, we won this award. And we're like, where did you go? Yeah. What is this? <laughs> who gave this to us? Yeah. Like, who are these volunteers? What like, kind of nerd are you? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> we were so confused. We didn't even know that she'd left. We didn't know. We had no idea what was going on. Yeah. Um, and so now I'm thinking like, okay, it's great to see our volunteers, you know, our chapter members know what a province president is and what's going on or whatever mm-hmm. because of this media. So like as, yeah. as much as it opens ourselves up to negativity and things, you know, publicly it's and from, though, for outsiders too. and things, it can be really good. It's a yeah. really good way to be able to share these positive messages and to right. help our collegians have that mm-hmm. that awareness of the bigger picture of yeah. the national level that they they see through social media and through these events and things they see and they meet sisters from other chapters that have completely different experiences than they do right. and that helps shape them rather than just their own one individual experience so i think you know just that sort of awareness at that big picture level helps yeah. then frame a lot of the conversation we just had about you know being mindful of how you portray yourself and the organization and your Definitely. campus and all of that. Um, but there's a lot of opportunity to do that through through the channels that exist now. Yeah, yeah. I think that that's a great point. Um, and, you know, social media has just, I think, helped us in connecting with our chapters and our members. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like you said, breaking that, that stereotype that nationals, quote unquote, is just this 
you know, big nebulous thing yeah. off in, in space, you know, and we don't really know what they do. Um, but yeah, that connection piece, I think, is something that we all are still trying to um, to make. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that there's, you know, still room to, to improve, obviously, but I think we're a lot further than than we were you know, even 10 years ago or five years ago. Yeah. And so the one takeaway I would say for our members um, would be be proud of being your own Mm -hmm. storyteller. Um, Be proud of who you are in the organization that you're a part of um, because no one else is going to tell your story for you. Right. Um, So you really need to be that author uh, of the journey and and really where you want to see your organization go. Yeah. I love that. Definitely. Well, thank you both so much for for being here today. It's been fun. This was great. Thank you for having us. Yeah, of course. (laughs) So, Mike, I think that that was a really interesting conversation and hearing the viewpoints from a women's organization. Well, Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, it was nice hearing some of the similarities and differences between um, these two organizations and, and how we're all kind of working for the same mission, but um, have yeah. different pathways to get there. Right, right. Um, I think that it was it was great to talk about, um, you know, how everyone is kind of representing the Greek community, you know? Mm-hmm. So whether it's Lambda Chi Alpha, whether it's ZTA, you know, what have you, we're all, you know, for that same mission of Greek life. Yeah, no, and I, I think kind of what we got down to, if we had to spark note the conversation, was really yes. um, making sure that you're telling your own story. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, um, we're here to assist that. Right. Um, but ultimately, you are responsible for your own story. Yeah, Definitely. So we would love to hear your opinions on this conversation, um, since I think that it has to do, you know, like we said, with the whole Greek community. Mm -hmm. Um, So give us a comment and and tell us what you thought. Um, And we do have a few concluding reminders. So we just want to make sure that everyone knows that AFLV leadership scholarships are now available. Um, So this is a great opportunity for um, our students to gain leadership um, experience and just have a four-day uh, span of time where they really get to have those those meaningful conversations um, and get a lot out of it. So those scholarships are online now, um, and the deadline to apply is April 9th. Um, so we will be pushing those out periodically, so just uh, keep an eye out for those. And more information can be found by visiting aflv.org slash leadership. Also very exciting, uh, STED registration is now live. So very excited about that. Um, It's this summer, so the first weekend in August, and it's in St. Louis and Denver. So two great locations. So make sure that you register for that as soon as possible. Yes, and so as always, before we go, uh, remember to subscribe to the Chop Talk podcast on your favorite podcast streaming service. Um, And as always, if you have any questions, feel free please feel free to reach us at choptalk at lambdakai.org and please go to lambdakai.org slash choptalk to take our short five-minute listener survey so that we know who our listeners are and how we can cater our content to you. Thank you, Jaron. On behalf of myself, Taylor and Jaron, and anyone, everyone else at the International Headquarters, goodbye. Goodbye.